Join us for a new way to talk technology, enterprise, and innovation. I'm Aksa Tarik, editor in chief, CXO Magazine. And I'm Imran Khan, managing director, Rapid Compute. And we're bringing you the podcast Tech Drive with Aksa and Imran. So this week on Tech Drive, we have Shahbaz Jamot, CEO Telotalk, best known for their work with Pakistan's first homegrown messenger platform. So Shahbaz, welcome to the show, and thank you for taking our time today um, to join us for the first episode of Tech Drive. We're very excited to have you here. Um, Five years ago, when Teletalk came to market, you know, a lot of people would have asked you, what is the point in a world where there's a plethora of messaging platforms? So go back to the story and tell us where you started from. All right. First of all, thank you so much, guys, for having me here. It's a pleasure to be uh, on the inaugural episode of Tech Drive. So it's quite an honor for us to be here. Uh, regarding Teletalk, so it's been an interesting and uh, hard-fought battle for us uh, to go down this road. Uh, Teletalk is actually a realization of the impact that social media platforms have on this world. And uh, they've basically become the de facto interface to the internet and for our digital identities. We saw this growing need for social platforms to be more than what they were at that point. And also the need for uh, citizens to actually feel protected when they're online. So Telotalk was a desire to actually fulfill those ambitions. So Shabazz, um, one of the most important questions I want to ask is, because I've been uh, speaking with you about Telotalk and Telism for quite a while. So how do you identify uh, Telotalk? Is mm. it uh, just an app? Uh, uh, I mean, I know what it is, but I want mm. you to tell our listeners, is it just an app mm. or is it a messaging platform? Mm. And, or it's you know part of a larger ecosystem that you're developing. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure, uh, I think that's a fantastic question. And I, we always feel the need to uh, impress upon our users as well and what exactly is the identity of Telotalk. And we started off the journey as a basic messaging platform where we wanted to empower, first of all, peer-to-peer communication and eventually have a business-to-consumer communication, which is B2C. But uh, as we started to develop the platform and look deeper into the needs of our users, specifically building a, pla- a social platform for Pakistanis, when we started to do that, then lots of uh, you know divergent uh, you know, tangents started to emerge for us, which grew the or evolved the platform naturally. So where we stand at today, if I am to define this platform into one term, it would be a social messaging platform because it, what it does is not only allows you to connect with your users in order to have peer-to-peer communication with your friends and family and contacts, but also to find new friends, to uh, create content that you can share with uh, new people, and also to find like-minded people that you can grow your social networking contact into. We also observed during our um, we also observed in the Pakistani local marketplace that people were using messaging platforms as content sharing platforms. So even uh, if you observe it right now, a lot of the messages that we receive today, uh, there are less and less conversations and more and more memes or videos or funny pictures or news links. When we started to see that, we said, why not just build in the sources of those content into the messaging platform? This is also our way to combat um, you know, fake news and you know, making sure that we curb those kind of uh, dispersions of wrongful information. So the sources of news is baked inside the Teletalk platform. So you can actually pick up a news item, share it with your contacts, consume it right away on the platform. Furthermore, another problem that we started to see uh, people... So the moment a Pakistani comes online for the first time, we were very late to the mobile broadband game, right? And with the population, that 60% of our population is under the age of 23. So as soon as they come online, uh, the first app that they download is some kind of a social messaging or a messaging platform, right? Uh, with uh, uh, th- there we saw the potential to start building services onto those messaging platforms. Now the challenge is that other foreign party platforms actually cannot 
build those services is because first of all there's no need for them to localize it for a pakistani population whether in terms of content or language support or in terms of local regulations so for example to do peer-to-peer payments on a messaging platform to do banking services on a messaging platform to even have a sindhi newspaper on a messaging platform there really isn't an incentive uh, or really a need for them to do that so that can only be done by people who are in the market who understand the pain points of our users and that's the journey that led us to where we are today so you talked about three different sort of sectors so you have the users uh, you have the consumer side you have the corporate side and the government side yes yeah. how do you really you know obviously because you you say you've built a platform or an ecosystem yeah. which serves all three segments mm-hmm. uh, how how has it been for you differentiated for each one of them because obviously um, privacy concerns are, are vary for each one of them yeah uh, you know uh, when you build a social platform uh, uh, Obviously, we're in a very different age group than what our core user base is. So we target the uh, Pakistani youth because that's the one which is the early adopter of these platforms as well. And they're the ones who are going to drive what the next economy is going to be. And it's all going to be on, on, on digital. This is their interface. We're just building services for them. So once we start to target that, so it all starts with that story. Once you start to build store, uh, you know, a, a platform for those users to start to aggregate and start to use towards then everything else is actually the easy part because then businesses are interested to plug onto the system then you know then you can bolt on more services onto the system later on as well and similarly uh, so does regulation happen later on too where whereby right now where we st- uh, where we stand at there's no otp app policy in pakistan how privacy is handled in pakistani apps marketplace we have that for the telecom sector for the ice uh, for you know data centers or for uh, isp providers but nothing for apps right now but uh, that's all going to change very very soon the other part of it is once you start building for that young consumer base this uh, gen z which is as they are classified as they're actually quite socially conscious and they are very plugged into what the global conversation is case in point um, an episode of mandalorian drops today uh, you will find somebody in pakistan who's having conversations about it to you know at the very same time as you know the rest of the population are doing it on twitter or anywhere else as well so they plug into the uh, you know international pop culture almost instantaneously because the time to delivery now is gone the other thing is social movement so everything that to do with for example me too or black lives matter or you know uh, what we are seeing in terms of social consciousness uh, they are big proponents of that so they're big defenders of that and these are the people who amplify these concerns on social media platforms a lot as well once they start to speak about it then the next generation at least starts to notice who probably didn't take notice of that first we were actually very surprised to see uh, you know concerns about privacy coming from that segment of our user first because they want to read our end user license agreement they want to see what our terms and conditions are and they want to see how their data is being treated uh, we even get very smart questions you know from these quest- uh, users like if you're not selling my data then how will you make money yes. now nobody would really you know uh, uh, that really yeah this really surprised us that they would care to this level as well which is why this is is a manifestation of our of our original hypothesis like this is going to be- become increasingly important so which is why when we built telotalk it was actually localized completely not in terms of just the languages and content that's integrated into it but the entire infrastructure or the primary redundancies are in pakistan and we have kind of preemptively prepared the platform to be uh, you know prepared for this scenario what of my what the important things that we spoke about in the past episode was and yeah. i want to touch upon it again is when you look at when you look at coming into the market with someone like whatsapp which is the, which is the primary chat app yeah. for most 
most one of the people in this room as well. Yeah. What what becomes your goal for Teletop in that first two to three years? Hmm. I mean, I can understand it's definitely uh, you're a sharp guy. It was never hmm. to be that number one app on the yeah. phone. Yeah. So what becomes the strategy for Teletop? Because WhatsApp now. Your mother uses WhatsApp. My mother uses WhatsApp. You know, I, sure. I I don't enjoy half the messages I get on it from her. And, yeah. Uh, but you know, yeah. Um, it is what it is. Exactly. So when you and your team look at the landscape, mm. right, and you look at Telotalk and mm. the amazing number of users are coming onto the App Store or the Play Store on Telotalk, yeah. What becomes your goal? Looking at WhatsApp, yeah. looking at now somebody like Signal, yeah, uh, and also looking at increasingly how unified uh, <coughs> apps like uh, Instagram or Messenger Chat are taking over mm. that space. So how do you look at that landscape, and then what do you identify as your fair share mm. or your game to that market? Is what I am very interested in. Absolutely. Yeah, data to waste here, but yeah. yeah. already established. Yeah. Right? So what becomes your Uh, so for us, it's always uh, a communication platform that we can bolt on localized services onto. So we are always uh, working with the assumption that WhatsApp is not going anywhere. It's never to replace that. Never to, uh, you know, use government muscle to actually start to make inroads into doing stuff like this. But actually to recognize the need where, where their challenges are going to be at. So that's really the target uh, that we are going to do at because. Once you've got a standardized product that two billion people use, it would never be modified to be a Pakistani platform. It would never had a Pashto, Balochi, Sindhi keyboard yeah. inside of it, right? Yeah. So those are the kind of elements we like. Let's build for our people. What are they looking for? The other thing is, we get hundreds of emails and messages and comments on our Play Store all the time, where people are trying to get their voices heard. And once we reply back to them, they feel represented, they feel seen, yeah. and those kind of feelings they won't get with any foreign platform because we are not a priority market for them. So once we start to build that, and and what we identify as areas is once what what WhatsApp right now is actually facing challenges globally to deploy because they have been trying to do payments for the longest time. They launched in Brazil. and it got shut down they are trying to do it in india and you know there's regulations coming in which are very very strong and india has 450 million whatsapp users so they'll probably end up uh, you know conceding to them but not to every other market as well so those are the kind of areas that we can move quickly into people want a messenger plus platform like okay here's my basic communication being taken care of but can i do additional thing if i'm able to send a picture to my friend am i also able to send payments to my friend am i able to sell my old playstation four games to them as well can i build a store on my platform so those are the kind of things that we are empowering them lots and lots more tools to do that as well and also making sure that there are new and exciting features coming up which are completely different from what whatsapp is you see Uh, one of the things that we found a lot of success is when we opened up our platform for all Teletalk users to actually share content with each other, not just the people who are in your phone book. Once that started to happen, then lots of user-generated content were being posted, and people discovered new and interesting people around them. They were interested in the same stuff, whether it's cricket or uh, Islamic content or you know cooking recipes, and they started to have conversations over there. So we we saw that as an opportunity to allow our users to grow their social network. So we gave them chat rooms to talk to each other. without revealing their phone number so they can actually go to subject based chat rooms where they can be engaged in those conversations so these are features that are so completely different from what you know whatsapp actually is that it gave us our own distinction and identity and that that's what's evolving at the moment right now for us
so i think that's the thing about social media um, yeah. on its own as well that you know jitni jaldi wo aata hai utni jaldi it will disappear because obviously something quicker or faster or like you yeah. know we've we all seen the likes of tiktok and snapchat grow within days and then obviously yeah. something else comes up and yes. that's what um, takes mm. precedence over all others mm. um with something like this um you have mentioned a couple of tools that you're introducing mm. what is it obviously your go to game for like you know continuing to do so because yeah. even if you do i have i think um uh, if you could elaborate on how many languages you guys do have right now yeah. um i know that everything is built in house yeah. um uh, at telotalk uh, yeah. if you could just focus a little bit on the app developer side Mm-hmm. and of course uh, how you're you know penetrating in the market locally yeah yeah so for us we we segment our users quite heavily so we've got this power users that are heavy users of the app and they uh, come back for various reasons and we try to zero in on what those reasons are we have this con- continuous dialogue from them and then build the service for them so that that's where we really start to see a lot of success coming in because that's where we identified key areas where where you know they really had this desire to put themselves out there as well so for example uh, there's this basic need uh, that be, uh, that telotalk is fulfilling because it has so much of social and content services in, integrated inside it that is a replacement for let's say 10 other apps that they would rather have on their mm-hmm. smartphone so every time so these people who are coming on board so for us tier 2 tier 3 city users they they don't really have very sophisticated handsets it's mm-hmm. limited memory space yeah. so that way you know telotalk ends up you know making a spot over there and plus uh the way that our moat actually ends up happening is because all of these new connections that they have made with people that are otherwise not in their phone book uh they are only available for them to you know have those meaningful human connections with on telotalk so that becomes a very powerful motivator because these are people that we see like late hours into the night they are engaged over the you know in some kind of a debate or conversation and they're really sharing thoughts and values so otherwise which would disappear if, or dissipate if they were on any other platform unless they actually end up sharing personal information Uh, rather a phone number so or when, when you when you said chat room you know I went back yeah. to the 2000s or the late 90s when you know MIRC and those were the thing that yeah. you know, chat rooms was the place to be nothing changes it's the same you, yeah but how do you think, obviously things have you know progressed yeah. a lot since yeah. then um, there's a lot more you know um, all kinds of content i yeah. think which is available um, how do you sort of like monitor but not monitor too much of it So we've got uh, a system that we launched with which is citizen reporting. So anybody who is posting obscene or immoral content is flagged immediately and then our teams can come in and re- and remove the content as well. Whether it's in our public stories feed or in our chat room feed or that's something that we do as well. And then we uh, from our uh, power users we actually elevate them up to moderator levels as well. So we okay. give them a few rights as well. So that's actually so all community driven. As well as- yeah, it's all fully community led. So they would be able to actually see and and curate con- conversations as well and now what we are launching with our inshallah the next build is allowing users to create their own chat rooms as well so they could have you know uh, more e- even more specific community driven stuff like a mohalle ka chat group you know so they will be able to do that as well so we're giving them all these abilities to do that and really you know make their own micro communities to interact with I think yeah. that's very interesting. We yeah. talk about community-based usage, yeah. which brings me to a very related question. Because we've been looking there on the different platform that we've been working. Yeah. Well, uh, so one of the things that WhatsApp doesn't do, but companies in the US, like let's say Stripe and Revolut and Lemon, does, is it allows a creator, uh, a developer of cre- uh, community of creators, let's say. Yeah. Right. Uh, I wouldn't call them developers. I call them creators. True. Community of creators to allow. using the rails of the existing popular platform in this case telo yeah to create uh, 
micro platforms True. Uh, or micro apps within the app itself yeah. uh, for the users out there, which is what Stripe has done, mm. what Payment Ray has, what uh, Revolut has done, what Venmo has done very successfully. Exactly. Uh, and what happens is if people start using the base platform yeah. in order to uh, serve micro segmented markets. That's true. So it could be uh, a micro app or a mm. subset in that app for students. So it yeah. Could be for PUBG players, it could mm. be for like you said, Mohalle it could be mm. for something completely mm. uh, even more niche or specific. Yeah. What is and but but that requires a very concrete openness mm. uh, from the app owner, which yes. is Stellism in this case, yeah. to have that sort of a community approach to the inf to the app itself. Exactly. Right? Not Abitam Bath Karen chat rooms and all that, yeah. that's fine. Mm. But we are talking about a community approach to the to the app itself or the yeah. or the landscape itself. Mm. What do you have any plans to open up your rails? Yeah. To these community of developers, where you see these students or these startups and everything start using Tello or Tello's expertise yeah. uh, on the platform as a mm. base rail, mm. and then start offering these micro segmented services. Uh, could be anything. It could be entertainment apps. You spoke yeah. about it once upon yeah. a time. Uh, it yeah. could be uh, generally anything at all. E-commerce, shopping, uh, something like you mentioned, PlayStation, Bechna, Kisine, platform, and that kind of removes the. I wouldn't say the owners, but it removes the kind of burden from you mm. to 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 kind of service those micro segments, yeah. but also makes you the kind of developer-friendly platform, a community-friendly platform Absolutely. for people to build on. Absolutely, and that's the route a lot of people are taking yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, so what are what are Tello's uh, plans on that? Because that yeah. requires a bit of a larger heart, uh, you know. Absolutely, go in some way, but also to <laughs> kind of like uh, so, be open. So, so the first challenge always was: uh, is there something that's attracting users to come on board first? And the other for us, where our monetization also happens and where it really, uh, you know, provides value is when we offer our phase two, which is we are opening up the platform for mini apps. So any third party, uh, you know, uh, person can actually plug into our system and start to build microservices that just bolt onto our applications. We're making sure that the, that the plan is to be scalable enough to go ahead and do that. Uh, there are attempts done internally for us to do it. So, for example, our shopping vertical that we are allowing people to do, as well as our payments vertical, is going to work on that principle. But that's going to be internal first before you know we, we yeah. open that up as well, because you're fighting on two fronts at the yep. same time and making sure that the first uh, you know defense is in place, which we are achieving, alhamdulillah, which is something that we we have gotten to it. But the next phase two for us is all about opening that up. So the so for us, you know, even our team's history. So we have been in the B two B service space, which is more mobile value-added services, which works on exactly this principle. You know, telcos laid down this infrastructure, which is voice and uh, SMS services, and then third-party uh, vendors like us came in and built in mobile messaging services, mobile marketing services, content services on top of that service. So we're, we're basically, we see messaging as the next telco, which is how it's going to do. It's going to provide a basic service, which is communication, and then there's going to be this, this huge smorgasbord of other services that other providers can just plug in very, very easily and do that. For them, the attraction is going to be, first of all, the cost of development and deployment of their service is going to be uh, you know, much, much lower if they are to build, let's just say, another app. And second is they'll already have an engaged community that they can you know, provide the services to. Uh, WeChat, uh, Line, Zalo, you know, these, oh, yeah. all of these yeah. platforms have done that with, uh, with a high degree of success. And that's really the model to emulate here. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. That's yeah. very interesting to know. And yeah. I, I think that is the right step forward. 
looking at uh, you know how community-based development is now picking up uh, across the board. I mean, you see a lot of fintech doing it now. Yeah. Uh, they're looking towards going community-based yeah. in terms of micro apps and micro services. Yeah. So I think that's uh, that's just going to Absolutely. make you even more friendlier community, I guess. So I think uh, one thing that I'd really like you to talk about is um, earlier you mentioned the policy level. Page, you know, there's no, there's no a lot of uh, you know debate. You know what falls under. So does this fall under e-commerce? Then, or does this fall under social media? Then, obviously, we have different regulations and different things. Mm. How does any of the work that you're doing um, impact at a policy level? Of this? You know, it's, it's it's such an you know lengthy debate to go into because uh, regulating digital and social media services is is a double edged sword and I, I empathize with our policymakers as well because on the one hand there's this urgent need to start policing some aspects of it to protect your own citizens and your own nation mm-hmm. on the other aspect of it the more draconian you start to become you know there's this global pressure there's this local pressure that start to mount on you as well but we have seen those kind of uh, you know uh, models now being very uh, aggressively being deployed so not only the california you know uh, yeah. uh, user protection act but also what europe did with gdpr which is basically they're saying you know what is happening with our users data what is uh, we are going to uh, give them the authority to allow to give or not give permission yeah. to access their data and monetize it as well and similarly we are seeing other nations waking up you know india is, is also exactly. doing that for for whatsapp as well and China obviously is the extreme example of uh, you know how that can actually be done as well (laughs) with the great firewall of China that they protect uh, you know uh, their own citizens data as well but uh, for Pakistan to actually deploy something like this we we have seen how how dangerous these platforms can also be is because uh, you know we get uh, because so much of time is being spent by the users on social media platform it's their gateway to the world news as well is their opinions can be easily shaped like what we did with the saw with the whole cambridge analytica uh, problem and which is the reason why you know there's this always uh, you know uh, there's this it's seen with this uh, you know with these classes of suspicion like or this filter of suspicion like what are the agendas of social media platforms and how can we you know become at least have some gatekeeping policies over there as well but where we stand at today you know something similar uh, you know, uh, the communication platforms, uh, internet platforms, which are locally deployed, you know, they have uh, rules and regulations that they comply with. Financial platforms, uh, you know, have rules and regulations too. I think we're going to see not only Pakistan going to go towards that, uh, you know, way for social and digital platforms, but globally as well. So I think this is going to happen everywhere. Just right now, I think Australia is clamped down on Google and asking them to pay for the new services that are picking up for there. And Google has threatened to shut down their search engine service. So you can imagine, you know, these kind of battles are being fought between governments and, uh, you know, big tech uh, all the time. And, and something's got to give, you know, it's, it's going to happen. You guys had a recent meeting with the Ministry of Science and Technology. Uh, there's been a lot of buzz about uh, indigenous platforms. We've been hearing it for about three, four months now on everything from yeah. production to uh, big tech to small tech, mm. uh, you know, and especially mm. uh, social media. Yeah. So, um, and you know, we heard some very good remarks from the policymakers after mm. your meeting. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, mm. I want to know mm-hmm. how much role did Telotalk have in that narrative? And, uh, how does Telotalk see the line, that specific conversation shaping into something tangible for A, uh, social media businesses, mm. B, social media consumers? 
I think uh, it, it's such an important point that the nation is at, at and the reason why Telo Talk is in that conversation is because we're surprised to be the only one in this space right now. We see so many e-commerce platform, ride hailing platform, food delivery platform, but you know, in social media, Pakistan isn't really paying attention. And I think that's all about to change very, very quickly. A lot more announcements are going to come. A lot more people are going to take active interest into, into this area. But having said that, uh, you know, there's obviously the desire by the nation to protect user data. So how do we have basic communication uh, that is of state of the art level, but, uh, you know, is something which is not exploited. So for that, it, it's still very, very early. And we have sp spoken to many stakeholders, including Ministry of uh, Science and Technology. But there's active desire to to uh, either support or develop something on a national scale. Delutalk obviously uh, is a startup. It has its own journey. But to actually amplify that is just something which is happening at the same time. And now, if I, yeah. can, I just wanted to to that. Yeah. And this is both. I'm sure they listen to this podcast as well. Mm. Uh, this is both a pet peeve I have and yeah. an area of grave concern for me. And that is in Pakistan, it has been far too often done, especially in the tech space, that policymakers tend to think eventually from mm. policy making to, to starting to develop those products and apps themselves. We've seen that in yeah. the payment space. Yeah. Um, that, uh, you know, recently NITB. Uh, while looking at the policies behind payment platforms, eventually pivoted to becoming a payment platform sure. itself with the International Payment Gateway and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, it leaves a lot of local apps like you, if mm. you were a fintech, mm. very peeved mm. that, you know, that we've gone to a national body to voice concerns mm. and then the national body, instead of being a regulator, turns into a manufacturer of services. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, and then, we start looking at even social media platforms. Mm. I mean, if you remember, Shabazz, me and you were looking at a national mm. RFP a couple of years yeah, back yeah. for a, a national uh, messaging platform. Yeah. And the argument me and you were having there was, why do you need a national messaging yeah. platform yeah. when you've got two, three vendors who are willing to bend over backwards for customized development? Exactly. And, th and that's why I ask when you have these meetings, yeah. one of the reason there are a lot of naysayers, I, mm. I believe, Hmm. is because everybody is again waiting for the next big pivot from the regulator yeah. I'm actually quite shocked State Bank never came up with their own fintech platform because yeah. you know looking at the trend I'm assuming that would have been the case a couple of years yeah. but mujhe, main, this is a question to you but this is my fear that when people start engagement with their engagement so local adare, they will eventually replace you hmm. or want to replace you hmm. on a national level with their own apps. Uh, whatever the thought behind it is irrelevant. But that is a problem that has been faced by mm. almost every tech vertical and every tech segment in Pakistan. You go to Pasha and you just see the fire that you made. Because everybody will have real world tangible examples of how they pin that down. Yeah. Have you ever feared that? Or in your conversations, have you ever thought of that that would this conversation lead them to think <laughs> you know Imran it's funny because we talk about the regulators having development ambitions but we see people who have no business going into social media also thinking about doing that too and people how polite <laughs> <if you laughs> it that way no no, no. completely understood where you're going with no, that no. so so you know how it is it's, it's... I, I would hope to take my episode to number two as well <laughs> no no what I'm saying about industries who 
who should be focused on what their vertical is trying to become lifestyle apps you know yeah, so that makes happening. yeah so so i think there's this exploration happening because it, it only happens when somebody believes that they have the cloud to actually end up doing that but i can't for the life of me think of one example where it has successfully been executed Yeah, there has there ever stopped? Yeah, yeah, but it never happens, right? So, uh, people who ever been engaged for for whatever reasons, you know, end up having their own journey. I'll tell you what the concern, though, at least our discussions is, is obviously this has become a regulatory matter. Like how do, it's kind of like if there was a financial uh, app and situation and global. If if Venmo was WhatsApp right now, then people would think like, oh, what's happening with our data, right? Mm-hmm. So the regulators would need to step in and, and take notice. So right now it's so early and they're in exploratory phases. The other part of that is, okay, uh, what about government's own communication? Like that's still also happening on third-party platforms. Is there an alternative yeah. that we can rely on? So there are two separate kinds of conversations which are happening on, on that level as well. Okay, can we do adoption? The third part is for e-government services to exist inside Telota, which is where our interest really is. Like, can I track my passport on my messaging application? Can I, you know, pay my traffic chalan onto my uh, uh, messaging application? So those are actually the areas that we are having those discussions. So like, can we start to do that because we are here, we're localized, we can do those integrations yes. today and, and deploy those services. But having those ambitions to take it onto a national messaging scale launched by the government, even in China, that never happened. WeChat was a private and is a privately owned platform, or it's regulated, heavily regulated. But at least we know that you know it was open to foreign players to even own piece of pies in it as well. So, so that's exactly how this is going to happen. Like, for example, we've got you know one of the most sensitive aspects of our besides financial is communication services, right? All for. Telcos, mobile telecom providers in Pakistan are foreign-owned, but they still exist in Pakistan. They are able to do that. So there's there's regulations that they had to comply with, right? So it's what we are seeing is what they are at least exploring is how do we standardize all of this as well. So that's what's happening. Any exciting development you want to tell us about 2021 as we close this? Um, yeah. What should we look at? Uh, I, I think uh, Telotalk might have a small role in, in extending the the policy deadline for uh, for WhatsApp <laughs> extending it to another couple of months. I think this was the first time Pakistan had seen so much conversation around data security and privacy. Um, what think, does that mean for us as as? Um, yeah, I, I think without going into speculation and, and actually talking about what's happening is look. what whatsapp has done is first of all it made people realize that look my data it opened up that conversation and like people are screaming about it at least it came into mainstream conversation but what another important thing that they did was they never cancelled what their plans are they've only postponed them so everybody knows that's going to happen this actually is important two ways first of all uh businesses who are thinking of bolting on to a whatsapp platform are rethinking that yeah. because you know now it's a problem because especially businesses who had sensitive information going to transmit over that platform are now rethinking it plus you know it's was going to be expensive anyways the other part of that is uh if this actually ends up happening uh, because they have their own uh, business needs as well you know whatsapp can't sustain to be run uh, for free for so long and there must be some monetization uh, angle to it So for them to actually ended up deploying it, then at least what we foresee is fragmentation of communication platform that will start to happen. So some people will go on Signal, someone Telu Talk, someone you know uh, Telegram. So we'll start to see a lot of that happening as well, and maybe some new platforms that will end up coming in and start to fill that void too. So people, because uh, 
no one platform is exactly a replacement of WhatsApp. WhatsApp. They they offer some stuff and they don't offer some stuff that people have come to like or not like about WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. So those are the kind of things that at least we are forcing. Looking deeper into uh, and for for Telotalk, for us uh, we we are sticking to our roadmap. We we know all of these changes and everything are coming, but it it only just validates what our core thesis about. you know making the lot of us so we're sticking to our guns as far as that is concerned but we are once again just solely committed to what our end user is and make sure that uh, we continue to delight them excellent yeah. exciting yeah. stuff to hear thank you yeah thank yeah. you i think uh, that's it uh, from shabaz thank you very much for being on the episode well, we wish you all the best it's very exciting it's always a pleasure to meet local mm. uh, companies that are doing something to change the landscape Uh, so wish you all the best and uh, thank you again like i said to be part of our inaugural episode uh, i'm i hope you'll enjoy listening to it later on when you hear it it's always good to hear yourself as a third person so yeah, thanks a lot shabaz all thank the best you. to you and all the best to tello and tellism thank you so much for having us guys it's really a pleasure it's a lot of fun